I've got a simple message. Thank you. Manga and anime for my wife. Thank you. Anime for my wife. Uh, hi, uh, sorry, I've never introduced, I've never started this, uh, where this is the Wife vs. Waifu podcast, um, um, sponsored by Tums for my acid reflux, because I have problems with acid reflux, as you know from the last episode, and, um, I'm here to introduce this episode of wife versus waifu uh look if you just wanted to do the intro to bother tums you know like that's fine i don't want to bother tums i love tums i'm saying but i mean we should be sponsored by tums and and i thought we were i thought you said that tums was going to sponsor us and i said no such thing uh if we're going to get sponsored by anyone obviously you know uh crunchyroll bandai they're Tons of companies I would pick before Tums, Kevin. It sounds like you're Tums really you're really blaming anime more for your no, indigestion than, than your terrible I didn't Western say anything diet. Anything about anime? I'm just saying that the you know you know this Tums bit from the last one. I think a lot of our listeners were like, "Oh God, I hope that comes back. I hope that's a recurring joke." But anyway, folks, welcome to Wife uh, versus uh, Waifu. Uh, this is an anime dating podcast. If you're listening for the first time. What we do is we watch anime and we review it to let you know if it's uh, okay to show someone you're dating or if it would be too embarrassing. So uh, I think it's a pretty straightforward premise that a person with a normal brain would come up with. Uh, I'm Joel Gregory. I'm your host. Joining me as always until his stomach just betrays him entirely and he uh, vomits profusely when I have to take him to the ER for dehydration is Kevin Grossman. And joining us this week, our special guest, uh, Jonathan Daniel Brown. Hey! Jonathan Daniel Brown is here, folks, from uh, the podcast Struggle Session. If you listen to that, uh, you might know him from there. And if you don't, you should listen to it, because it's, oh, uh, it's, an, it's an actual podcast. Uh, well, but this is an actual podcast. I, I mean, that's the beauty of the medium, is that there is zero barrier to entry whatsoever. Exactly. And that's what I really needed. I needed like just no gatekeepers, no quality control. That was kind of the one thing I could really get in on. If there was any sort of level no of networks, no yeah. narcs. Yeah, no narcs. That's a big thing for me. Uh, you know, I've accused a lot of people of being narcs. So this is really the one refuge I have for my creative outlet at this point. You know, well, it's good today. We are going to talk about a true icon of the counterculture. I think someone who has always maintained his cool. Um, and I've, I am, of course, talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. Radical. Just the radical, you know, it's always been just like a, like, just, you know, at the beginning, you had him before you had real, like, 90s skate culture. Like, he, he brought a lot of stuff to the forefront. He's my favorite eco-terrorist. Oh, yeah. And then we'll get into that, too, because he is an eco-terrorist in many tellings of his uh, several adventures. But... Right, the face just of socialism. Before we get into just that, uh, just I had the idea. So he's that more of an anarcho-syndicalist. Right. Sorry. No, no <laughs> well, that's, that's actually. We will have this debate. I think that's fellas. Uh, no, I think fellas, he, this no, debate I, will I'm happen. I'm saying, I think it's. I think he's right. Because I, I mean, you know, I I don't know Sonic that well, but I was just making. A joke. I'm talking more about like Sadam Sonic, by the way, like because he you know lives in that commune and not. Oh yeah, village. he lives in anyway, a tree. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but this idea for an episode kind of came up, uh, Jonathan. We've wanted to have you on for a bit, and you actually had, um, in theory, like what was gonna be like I thought like a great episode, a hilarious idea. Uh, 
you were just scrolling through your Twitch one day and you saw Men of Yoshi War. Oh yeah, I was really okay. So this is a really really sad story actually, and uh, so I have a Nintendo Switch. I like it a lot, and Nintendo has a coming soon section uh, on their store, and so I saw this game called the Men of Yoshiwara, and it was it's it described as a journey through a pleasure district where you can meet some of the most beautiful men around and it was just these very uh very femme looking dudes and no one has ever grabbed my attention faster than that text you sent me about it i'm pretty sure yeah and so i'm like oh well we have to i i I gotta show this to joel he's got the anime dating show like you know anime uh dating simulators are, are really big in asia uh they don't have the same pull in the states but they are like there's a niche. I mean, I don't know if you ever grew up uh, on websites like Newgrounds.com or anything like that. Oh, there were like tons that. of those. There were tons yeah. of them. And they were all made by, like, weird, like, horny 14-year-old boys that just, mm-hmm. like, wanted to, like, draw a vagina or whatever. <laughs> and so they would just... Make sure they get the shading just right on there. Yeah, they yeah. would, like, just kind of, like, do, a, like, a Greg Land. They would just do, like, a trace job on, like, some of their favorite you know, Ray Ayanami knockoffs, and there'd be plenty of badly written flirting dialogue. I mean, they were terrible. But uh, visual dating novels have been huge in Asia for years and years and years. And so when I saw this Men of Yoshiwara game, I was like, well, it's rare that I see uh, the flip, where it's, you know, a, a, all a woman, of, it's a woman yeah. yeah, as the protagonist and like all of the dudes as the, the potential love interest. But uh, so I, I, you know, I called up Joel and like, we got to do an episode. And maybe. I was like, I, Bishi boys, I'm down immediately. Yeah. Number one. And number two, I have wanted to do a dating sim because this is a dating podcast. I thought, you know, that'd be perfect. So we were psyched to uh, check out this game one night. And yeah, we how long, how long would you say we lasted fellas? Like 25 seconds? Yeah. Maybe like, 45. Like, yeah. But there's no gameplay. That I was, was, yeah. I was very uh, intoxicated. So I, I was not even. I yeah, I mean, we were all a little fucked up, but it was like still. But that like, should have added to that it. That should have made it easier. Yeah, <laughs> like the 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 issue was is that there were no choices at all. You were just scrolling through page after page like after page Twilight after page. Text, you know, it was it was like worse than Twilight or Fifty Shades. I mean, of it was writing, not you know properly translated. Yeah, so, but it wasn't like fun English. It wasn't like it was just dull. It was dirt. Dull. It was like yeah. these men are so beautiful. I. Don't well, know what the, to do. There, was, there were no choices. It was just going through yeah. a, lot, a lot of dialogue. Look, folks, you know me well enough on this and show. And the now. guys weren't that hot. If I was gonna, that's another issue. Like, well, there but was, if I was, there was no skin. you know, I would suffer through a lot to see some beautiful anime boys. And uh, yeah, one, the anime boys were not that beautiful. Two, I was not suffering through that shit for that chance. So we dumped that idea pretty quick. But uh, so, Men of Yoshiwara, uh, I would say that's a zero star review on that. But if you know about a good dating sim, please let us know. We'd yeah. love to play a fun one on we'll here. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll get on Twitch. We'll, I uh, want choices immediately up front. Make a cho- I want them to have choices on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, the fact that this game was $20 feels like straight-up highway robbery, and Nintendo, Nintendo's lack of return policy on the Switch is really whack, especially because... Yeah, come on, guys. I mean, Miyamoto, come on, you can, come on. Steam's Miyamoto. got a good return policy. That was Jimmy Fallon, by the way. What was that? Miyamoto, because he went on his show. He had Miyamoto on that's his show right. promoting the Switch. Oh, that's right. And Jimmy Fallon was like, Miyamoto, I love you. <laughs> Miyamoto. Well, okay, well, Look, that's Ray, actually a great segue. Yeah, yeah, because we, we want to get into Sonic, and so 
After we uh, turned off Yoshiwara, thankfully, uh, I noticed you had Sonic Mania, which I'd been curious about. And we kind of got started talking just about, you know, obviously remembering old Sonic because of that game, because it's kind of a throwback. It's the best Sonic video game in 15, 20 years. It's wild. Which is great that it's made by, you know, like Sonic fans themselves kind of took the series back, which is cool about it, too. But we, we started talking about how... You know, we were both kind of Sonic kids in a way. You know, we grew up not just with the video games, but, you know, there were the couple of uh, morning cartoon shows. There yeah, were we the, got the Sadam, and we yeah. had the... Uh, the Adventures. The Adventures of Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog with Jaleel White, Mr. Steve Urkel. Yeah, they were both Jaleel, weren't they? Jaleel was... Yeah, you're right. You know what? Yeah. He played Sonic in both of them, and he also ended up playing Sonic in Sonic Underground, uh, like ten years later. That's which right. Is, yeah. That did you ever watch Sonic Underground? I knew about. That's one reason in a band or something, right? He like, kind of like he's got like two siblings that are just new characters that are also played by Jaleel White, and he's got like a brother so he, and a sister. He got, he got his clumps basically, but like it's like Sonic. he is like the weird nutty Multiple professor. In there, huh? It's not. And then there was Sonic Boom after that. None of these, this time I've been able to recapture the magic. And, and the reason is, is that Sonic, it's in, you bring up Miyamoto and Fallon, Kevin, and this, Sonic, what I loved about Sonic is, you know, this, this rebellious, uh, you know, kind of, uh, punk rock, uh, technophobic, uh, pro nature, you know, electronic music soundtracked, right. kind of a cyberpunk, boogaloo. Right. Yeah, there's yeah. this there's a cyberpunk dystopian element to the this. You know, you're you're breaking machines and freeing animals and just fucking up this uh, industrialist's plans to to steal a bunch of natural resources. Like it's very uh, lefty in spirit, but unlike Mario, it never really had a central creative voice. I mean, there was Yuji Naka who oversaw the first of the Sega Genesis games, but he was never... I mean, Sonic was created in the end in a boardroom in Japan. Like, right, and he was marketed here very much as this, like, radical character. You know, it was very much like... Sega does what Nintendo yeah, don't. Mario's fucking hokey, and Sonic is the cool guy, you know, yeah, you want to yeah. shred with. And that's whatever. just not... I mean, like, that was uh, fundamentally dishonest. Yeah. But what, what? how did I... How was I supposed to know? I was four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, they're, they're both are like big. they're Aesthetics both like they're both based like aesthetically the old Sonic and obviously Mario to this day they're very much indebted to like this super old like Fleischer Brothers idea of like cartoon characters, you know? If you really want to go deep back into like anime like you know, uh Osamu Tezuka I mean, he was just a Walt Disney guy. You yeah, know, those big old eyes. That's like, that's where the eyes come yeah. from. Exactly. Yeah. But when we were when we started talking about it, one thing that struck me is this idea we both had of like, you know, we were we were into the Sonic shit as like kids. Like again, like you know, you were born in '89, I was '87, so early '90s. We're young, and we're into this world. And like you said, there is enough stuff to chew on for a kid. You know, it feels a bit more like there's a real aesthetic and a mission to it unlike mario yeah, the stakes and, feel higher yeah in a sonic game than a mario game because in a mario game it's yeah. fun it's breezy but what what struck me was like just thinking about you know what sonic has become and we'll get into that in a bit how the series has evolved and just you know both of us feeling like maybe we reach this point where it's like we could have if like one just like synapse in our brain was wired differently or like 
just one more like girl rejected us in like elementary school or whatever, we could have like turned into weird Sonic people. Oh yeah, I mean, you know? look, when I was nine years old, the first message board I ever hung out on was an AOL Sonic the Hedgehog fan board where we discussed fan games, comics, episodes of the shows, uh, which Sega Genesis game was the best, uh, how lucky any of us were if we had gotten our hands on a Sega Saturn, that kind of shit. Uh, And, like, I made friends there. Like, uh, I don't know where, uh, you know, Fireman 37 is or... If you're Blaise out there, the hit us up. Is, but that was their AOL usernames. Uh, oh, that'd be a great documentary, like reuniting an old. All my like just putting together a buddy list. Yeah. <laughs> like, they died as in a drunk driving. You know, like, yeah. You know, I think like it's just really it's it's really weird how many just like random friends. I remember when I was like nine or ten, I would hang out with someone named Click K L I Q Girl, and she would just talk about professional wrestling with me all the time. And I didn't watch professional wrestling at the time, and so I had no idea what she was talking about, but we would just talk all the time. I really missed that part of the old internet where you could oh, just yeah. talk to strangers and it was encouraged. Yeah, well, we were talking to Ben, our last guest, just about how much easier it was to have these tight-knit communities of people, these message boards and things where it was like 40 to 60 people and everyone kind of knew everyone else's shit. And it wasn't just this like weird collective subconscious of awfulness right where you put every single fucking fucking person in the world in one chat room at the same time yeah and then expect everyone to behave (laughs) so i i was in the same boat i loved sonic the hedgehog as a kid i remember like i had the super nintendo but i would make my parents go to blockbuster to rent the genesis because you could do that back in the day yeah i mean i would i did i was the opposite i would rent I would rent the Super Nintendo for the Mario games and then just keep my Genesis real close. It was actually my older brothers, but I never let them fucking play it. Of course, yeah. Uh, why, why would you? But so I, but I was mainly more so than the games because of that. I was obsessed with, uh, like, we were bringing up the Saturday morning cartoon show, which again, because Sonic was marketed here for being kind of uh, a little darker and a little edgier than uh, Mario. Uh, Deke, if you all remember Deke, which I'm sure you do if you're dun, of a certain dun, age. Dun, dun. Um, they uh, they brought out a Sonic series that there were two Sonic series. There was one that was more cartoony, and then this other one that had a bit more of like a continuity and a lore to it. Where, like right. you were saying, Jonathan, they were Sonic and his friends, and they invented a bunch of uh, itchy and scratchy land esque disgruntled goat kind of friends for him to hang out with. Uh, they were the Freedom Fighters, and Robotnik was this like cruel overlord he was a despot i mean he was kidnapping sonic's friends and turning them into killer machines and his his family too there was he had a whole complex about his uncle being turned into a robot Mm -hmm. i remember i think maybe his his parents too everyone had like parental issues best friend who was a half robot bunny rabbit yeah there was rotor and antoine the french fox guy and it it feels today that so many of these uh you know uh, entertainment corporations are obsessed with keeping like some sort of continuity like Marvel for example mm-hmm. uh but it didn't fucking matter you had like no. three different sonic cartoons and none of them had the same characters or plot or consistency and like kids could understand yeah, that yeah my brain was fucking mush at the time and i was like that's the funny sonic show and that's the like quote unquote serious sonic show yeah like, i mean I get it okay this is you know we grew up in a time where james bond could switch actors and they didn't need to start the whole story over i mean we we're this is a different era the more serious saturday morning one that led to the series of archie comics that uh 
I think they finally stopped it and switched publishers in like 2016. Yeah, like a year or two ago, they finally left Archie, but that was kind of, it went on for a very long time. And uh, like I was saying, it's like uh, this, this comic book had a lot of the same characters and a lot of the same darker continuity of this Saturday morning show where Sonic and his friends, you felt like they really were like fighting for their world. And again, it's like, it's silly and it's for kids, but at the time I was a kid that, I really only like cartoons. Like I liked, uh, you know, like the Nickelodeon stuff. I, I, for me, like the Sonic stuff, and the fact that this did have a continuity and everything. And I liked Star Wars at the time, but, but besides that, I would say the Sonic stuff really led me into a lot more kind of more complex, ongoing narratives. Like it opened me up to getting into comic books more in the future, yeah, sci-fi you, and things like that. Like you it know, really it, was like a Trojan horse. It, for it's that. interesting because yeah, like. Uh, the idea that this like one cartoon about a weekly series about Sonic the Hedgehog actually had a a a lore that would then go on for I guess <laughs> like twenty years. Yeah, it's is pretty remarkable. And I had Velcro Sonic shoes. There you go. I had I had Velcro Sonic shoes and Sonic pajamas mm-hmm. and a Sonic shirt. Pretty sure I had a, some bed sheets at some point. I was definitely Sonic for Halloween at one point and. I guess my point overall with all this is, like, based on what Sonic became later, it's, like, it's good that we turn this all off at some point because there are people who did not turn this off. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, like, we... Did we mention this yet? That, like, both of us probably could have been furries had we, like, gone down the wrong path. If we had had stayed in this world for, like, two years longer than we did, like, if I had, like, any hormone enter my body while I was still looking at these characters... Yeah, there's a good chance I wouldn't be able to come unless I saw a tail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're fucking god, you fucking degenerates hey it didn't happen this is just this is this is a this is a horrible alternate time can i just say that it like it really bums me this is an aside uh it really i i love the word degenerates and i'm like it it bums me out that like it's been completely taken by the right wing and the alt-right like it's just like a a Uh, weird like oh it is yeah they use the word degenerate a lot mainly we can't use that. We can use it. I well, mean, what do you we mean? Like did. they they use it in terms of like yeah, usually stuff like, that's non-Western culture. Yeah, like it's like it's shit. like yeah. the, de- or like the degenerate, uh, like the Western culture degenerates. You know, the echo, echo, echoes that kind of shit. Like right. Jews are making the culture degenerate by propping up. Blah blah blah. Well, I, I never, I never thought we'd reach what? a point in culture where we would have to take back the word degenerate. We but, have to uh, take let's it back, it, boys. No, yeah, no, let's be no, degenerate. No, no, I want that. No, okay. Let's bring a Nazi on. I'm going to have it out with me. Why do you want a Nazi on? I That's want the Nazi on. Idea. I'll tell you something. I'm going to have his Nazi on. I'm going to say, hey, look, I get it. You know, would, you invite, would you invite a Nazi into your home as a Jewish man? It's yeah, fun. no, it, the thing is, that's important because what we have to do is go, hey, yo, we're not the devil, you fucking nutcases. It's we funny how many you, you know when it's I funny was, how many of your recurring bits I cut, so they're not actually recurring bits. Oh, that's so funny! None are. of no, this ever ends up. <laughs> no, no. I mean, there. this has come on a couple of times. This, I, um, this is an ongoing. When episode. I was like you know twelve what? years You're old, you're going to keep this one in. You're going to keep when it. I, all right, all right, Kevin. When I was like twelve years old, I found a message board called the Hal Turner Show. It was like a white supremacist who had a shortwave internet radio show. He ended up actually being like an informant for the FBI and went to jail. Oh, and like, someone should make Hell a movie yeah. about this guy. He was just like some racist Maybe you should. New Jersey judge. Or uh, he called for like the death of a judge in New Jersey. 
and like all kinds of crazy shit. But anyway, at one point I called in. I was 12 years old. I call in this white supremacist talk show and I asked them why they didn't like Adam Sandler. Because I was like so like appalled at the idea that these people who hated Jews wouldn't enjoy Happy Gilmore. I was like, what? Like, right, but, but Jews make it, some right? of my favorite movies, like The Water Boy. No, 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 but see, and- <laughs> no, 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 but see, that's the thing. I think they actually do like Adam Sandler. Like, because I grew up in a very rural, kind of very white, conservative group of people, and they would always say very racist shit. But they loved watching Adam Sandler movies. They loved the fucking. Well, I, don't, I mean, I don't know about this Hal Turner guy. Yeah, I don't know if an actual white supremacist. I mean, like, like there's also a difference between goes, like the casually bigoted and like and the, the actual like I have yeah. made an ideology. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've made an ideology of this. I I'm just saying that Adam Sandler's humor is dumb enough that everyone. Well, especially the dumbest. Uh, well, no, look, no, I get it. I get dumbest it. Dumbest of the dumb. I want to have a Nazi on. I don't. I want to treat him like they're not dumb. But they are dumb. They're Nazis. Well, they're dumb. Nazis are stupid. Their fashion is bad. We can educate them. We can educate them. No. This is how you prevent the next Holocaust. Not, I mean, this uh, is how you prevent by the like next sitting them down Holocaust. and going like, I like. I, yo, yo, mom. I care about you, dude. Care about me, please. Yeah, sit, sit, sit a Nazi down and go like, well, the thing about Sonic the Hedgehog, you really have to understand. Here's the problem. <laughs> he was an eco terrorist. Here, here's what's gonna happen. Okay, I'm gonna do an impression right now. I'll play the Nazi, and you play Kevin, okay? All right, all right. I'm staying out of this one. Okay. Hey. Hi. Well, I'm Jewish, so I can do this. Uh, hi. Well, hi. I'm, hi. I'm Jewish. Uh, very nice to meet you. Hi. I, I'm, I am a Nazi. Thanks. Oh, very, uh, very nice to meet you. Well, thanks for inviting me to your home. I'm going to call all of my white supremacist friends, and we're going to burn your house down because I have your address, and I know a Jew lives here. Wait, now, hold here. on a second. Hold on. Hold we're, on. We're going to burn a cross on your lawn. Look, we, we've seen... We hate everything on, you Jonathan, represent. Let's we hate your existence. Let's cut the bit. Let's cut the bit. Let's cut the bit. That is, first of all, that is one Nazi. Okay. That's <laughs> one. We've, seen, we've seen that some of these Nazis will do a sit-down interview just because they think, oh. There's good people on both sides. Well, but you have to understand. There's good people on both sides. You have to understand, like, these Richard Spencer guys are fucking grifters. Like, these guys don't actually, like believe in what they're saying they found a market they're sticking to it yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, so give it give it to them those guys aren't real nazis well, we they're professional yeah, they're nazis chills, dude like they're taking advantage of you all right all right but let's <laughs> two years from now this guy's gonna write a book like how i escaped, how I from, escaped hate. from yeah hate. Like, well, look guys <laughs> richard and milo we this is probably all gonna get cut anyway no we, it won't we it's have we, we we have a true there are people we can reach in the world, guys, and they are these people that, you know, maybe they're, like, flirting with well, getting into are, the Sonic they're, fandom. They're, maybe well, we can help them. Well, here's you know? the thing. We there is, like, there, I, I actually can tie this together because there is, like, a creepy but growing, like, alt-right furry contingent. And it oh, has, yeah. if you go online, like, the furry community is having a huge split because of these people. And, like, I can't imagine how awful Nazi it would feel. Furries. This is so dumb. It, oh, awesome. I mean, but it's they, real. Yeah, it's like, real it's an important, like, this is an important thing to, like, it is important to dress up as, like, a raccoon and meet other people who dress up like raccoons and maybe you fuck or maybe just hang out but like having like someone of nazis like if you see like a gopher with like a swastika armband like that's a bad thing like he's a fucking furry nazi yeah real do you know the internet's hell yeah no we live in hell but you know who lives in hell even more than us and talk about someone that 
should have gotten out of the Sonic fandom when he had the chance. And I, I just would be loath to bring up these Archie Sonic the Hedgehog comics that I loved so much as a kid without... Uh, without Mr. Ken Penders. Without Mr. Ken Penders, the goat. The goat himself, Mr. Ken Penders. So, in- yo, my my first exposure to Ken Penders was Sonic Live. Did you read Sonic Live? Oh, yes, yes. The one with, like, the live-action panels and, like, Sonic. Yeah, it's yeah. about it's about uh, Ken Penders' kids getting sucked into oh, the wait, video game. Were those actually his kids? I think they were his kids. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he just wrote a comic about, like, and to be fair, like, if my dad made comics and he's like, I made a comic about you, I'd be like, that's the coolest shit ever. Yeah. But um But it's basically it's really like, bad. It's basically whatever that like Sony or whoever's making its Sonic movie is gonna be that like Yeah, they're trying to do like a Roger Rabbit Sony Sonic movie. Uh judging by today's Venom trailer though, I'm not God, just Sony Pictures should just stick to video games. Uh, yeah, God of War folks, looks like their best movie. Yeah. But you know, Ken Penders is a guy who has devoted his life to Sonic, and I think should be a cautionary tale to anyone that uh, sticks around with this Sonic stuff at this point. Well, it's because... interesting. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. He uh, he was mainly on the uh, Knuckles the Echidna spinoff and uh, basically created- Sonic's his, friendly nemesis. His, Sonic's friendly nemesis, Knuckles, as we all know him, uh, as you need the title in there, of course. And he created this whole lore around Knuckles where it's like, Knuckles is the guardian of the Chaos Emerald, which is basically like, in this world, there are seven Chaos Emeralds, and they're kind of like the Infinity Stones of Mobius or whatever it is in this, right? Moby? Like, yeah, Moby. Sorry. But uh, Mobius is like the. Some people don't actually. It, depending on the game and the show, it's not actually Mobius, which is interesting. But for the yeah. most part, Mobius is what we just call the planet. But uh, he created this whole Sonic CD, for example. Is, sorry. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh, there's it's out. different every fucking time, yeah. basically. But he created this whole echidna race. It's like he gave Knuckles this girlfriend, Julie Sue, and this like long fucking lineage of. Uh, oh yeah, there's like forty of these stuff. guardian echidnas yeah. and now, and it's like you got to look up the picture of them because it's the f- it's the funniest fucking thing you'll ever see. It's like some of them have like actual there's like dreads. Like ceremonial dreads. Yeah, I mean, but Knuckles, Knuckles has always like, had dreads. Yeah, but, but there's some where, these like, they're, are real they're dreads. Real, like, <laughs> he was like real, like real African with it. Like you could tell he thought it was like his fucking Black Panther or something he was doing, but with Knuckles. And- but, but, but what's so wild about it is that, and you know, I'm a big creators' rights guy. You know, every time one of these, you know, these big comic companies screws over an artist with one of their characters. I'm all for the uh, the creator fighting back and suing, but what's really yeah, weird is same. that Ken Penders uh, believed these like Knuckles family people were his own. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. Right, no, really? Yeah, and he so like he so went bad. to war with Archie to get the rights to these echidnas. Yeah, he sued Archie Comics to get the echidnas back, and it basically worked out. From my understanding, he did not get the echidnas back. They rebooted. But Archie can't use them either. Right. They rebooted the comic, and then Archie lost the license a couple of years later. Yeah, but it's like he's still fighting to make these echidna comics happen. From what For I can who? Tell. I don't know. <laughs> and it's like he was always like, like, look up this guy's art. Like, look up Ken Pender's Knuckles on Google, and like the art is so bad to begin with. But like, look up what he's doing. now now and it's like it's like the perfect like old man deviant art shit because it's like you can tell it's a guy that got like a wacom tablet like late in life everything he draws these echidna characters still and it's like everything has that like deviant art like 
like sheen where it's like shiny and like rubbery you know where it's like he's trying to it's like like shade digital. but it's like yeah. yeah and it's like it looks like airbrush but like it's like this unreal engine thing yeah. yeah and it's just like buddy it's just like if you make all these characters just don't draw them as sonic the hedgehog echidnas like you've created like 50 characters and it's just like well you... but why like why echidnas like exactly. that's like, like it doesn't make any the obsession makes no sense like, I, i'm just like in terms of like the echidnas? creator's rights thing like if, if if i were to make a character who was like this is captain america's son yeah you couldn't be like then that's mine like yeah, yeah. because you that's tied to a derivative character exactly already. it's like a step above sonichu it's you know? fa- and no i mean it is professional is fan fiction but but with sega and again like it's not like i feel like sega of america and sega of japan were talking that much but just that sonic existed as this thing where the, you could have this continuity in this lore in this comic i think there has to be a level where sega knew that was happening enough when you get to sonic adventure and this evolution of the sonic franchise that was kind of ultimately its undoing it's sort of like okay sonic has grown into this thing that has world building and lore and like characters that have to have motivations and stuff so it's like unlike mario which stayed pure sega just like ran right into the problem you know Well, but that's how sega has always been a reactive corporation right i mean the entire point of sonic was to stick it to mario Mm -hmm. and so mario moved into 3d blew everyone's minds and then sega waited a few years which was a bit of a surprise actually that's not true they made the saturn and it fucking failed yeah uh the dreamcast the dreamcast is when things got really interesting the dreamcast i still think is one of the greatest video game consoles of all time dude jet jet set i whenever i'm like actually there have been a few times in my life when I've been like actually severely depressed, and I just can only play Jet Set Radio. Oh and that's man, like I like I, I want to find like an old VMU and start raising chows. I mean, Jet Set Radio, <laughs> Sonic Adventure, mm-hmm. Out Trigger, Ill Bleed, Resident Evil Code Veronica, Sea uh, Man with the late oh, Leonard dude, Nimoy. Was so fucking weird. <laughs> Everything on the Dreamcast Uh-oh. because the PlayStation Two wasn't out yet. So Power they, Stone. Power Stone, yeah, Soul Calibur, mm-hmm. unbelievable. What was the dream one? There was like something dream. Well, Nights into Dreams is on the Saturn, and that was amazing. Yeah, and they've tried to bring that back a few. I remember there was a Sonic Nights into Dreams like crossover. Yeah, or something in the comics. I don't remember. Right, what exactly, about the but... Oddball game? Everybody liked that. The Alien one that was on the Dreamcast. Odd Odd World. Oh, Odd World. Oh, yeah. Abe's Odyssey. Yeah, Abe's that came Odyssey. out on PlayStation. Yeah, it was on PlayStation. It yeah. was on a bunch of systems. Ah, uh, damn it! I but they that did. Was yeah. No, it's okay. Learn I think your one Dreamcast them... exclusives, Kevin. I, think one I don't of them... give a fuck. My what? parents didn't buy me shit. Well, here, here's the thing. The the PlayStation 2, Ugh. Sega had this like year and a half long period where they had no competition. Mm-hmm. And so they just like they just went balls to the wall and made like really weird, out there, interesting games. Yeah. And uh, I, it's... Uh, God, I mean, I'm just even thinking now like how creative and surreal and just totally out there that era was because sonic adventure though however you know was ultimately the harbinger of the it was the beginning again it's yeah. what shattered the franchise i mean yeah. sega of japan and sega of america couldn't figure out what made sonic tick and now at this point you have two distinct sets of fans you have the people like the two of us mm-hmm. who were there for the beginning and then you have kids who are, you know, five, six, seven, eight years younger than us who their first exposure to Sonic the Hedgehog was with 3D Sonic. Sonic, 3D Sonic is when the 
Sonic basically, what Sonic represented became completely and utterly individualized, which made it impossible for any sort of brand cohesion. Yeah. What some from game to game. Yeah. Right. From game to game, there was no. You would have modern Sonic. I mean, e- even the last two Sonic games. I mean, if you want to jump back to the future. Uh, and see, like, the last two games were Sonic Forces and Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania was a masterpiece, the best Sonic game in 20 years, and it was made by, like, a team of, like, obsessive ROM hackers who Sega yeah. desperately hired. And then the actual, like, AAA Sonic game, Sonic Forces, was a complete and utter, utter turd. Oh, yeah, and I mean, it's, like, it's purely, like, the only mentionable thing about it, even, is, like, playing to... It's almost, like, and it feels so cynical to me because it's almost, like, I feel like... They made a character creator for it where you make your Sonic original character, which is a big thing in this fandom, and Sonic fandom is shit on all the time online. And I feel like it was almost a cynical move to be like, hey, kids, make your own Sonic character just because they knew sites would ironically right. pick it up and make fun yeah, of it. Yeah, it was Kotaku know? bait for sure. Yeah. Anyway, back uh, to the OVA, to right? Yeah, so we Don't did watch... Sleep, uh, idiot. Uh, it's your podcast. I'm yeah. your guest. I, I know, but I can't... We're, we're I getting can't, to the thing you I actually can't saw. I actually follow along. We're, I don't know what's we're getting, happening. We're getting to the part of it you actually watched. I can't... Look, Jonathan, I don't want to insult you. I, no, I'm no, happy. I'm You're not insulted not, at all. I, you, it sounded Slate. like you were. It sounded like you were. I just... I just... I really... I think you're a real smart guy. I think you're a real funny, talented guy. I just don't know anything about this stuff. You don't know about Sonic, and but, I don't. I don't. The nitty gritty of it. Eh. Would you ever Let's talk you, about the Velcro shoes? You know. Well, but you had Sonic Velcro shoes, right? Yeah. Like were they when they were like red and they had they like were blue? I think were they light up? And, no, they weren't light up. Ah, that's a shame. But I did like that Velcro because you get real easy on and off. You know. And that sound. That sound was always yeah, so gratifying. It's just very nice to get on and off those shoes. Let's get back into it, and I'll yeah. go to sleep. Uh, so okay, the, well, Kevin's asleep. Kevin's uh, just knocking out right here on the table. I'm sure he'll wake up tomorrow and feel uh, very glad he spent an hour watching a Sonic the Hedgehog uh, OVA to not talk about it on the podcast. But the, but the OVA is interesting because it you're is, right. No. It's it's in that in-between space where they yeah. haven't quite figured out uh, what modern Sonic will be yet. Right, but it has touches of that, you know? Yes. Because it's starting, you're starting to get some lore you're starting to get the idea that like maybe this is a little more serious. Like it's it's a uh, uh, for those of you that don't know, an OVA is like what an original video. It's animation. an anime movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a little kind of one-off. Usually hour one long hour. Yeah. yeah. So they did that for Sonic. It came out here a couple years later as Sonic the Hedgehog. ADV movie. Films, rest in peace. ADV, yeah, ADV and, and Deke both gone. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Sonic the Hedgehog the movie Scrape Your Knuckles Catch Some Tails was the full title uh, upon its release in America. And I remember getting it because it's like I had a very like Bart Simpson when he goes to see the Itchy and Scratchy movie idea of like something being called like quote unquote the movie. The movie was huge, man. The idea of it being the movie was a big deal. Did you ever watch the Tom and Jerry movie? Oh, dude, I fucking love the Tom and Jerry movies again. That movie was amazing. Nobody remembers it. That was a pretty goddamn good movie. I try talking to people about the Tom and Jerry movie all the time and nobody remembers. Now that fucking movie was dark. It was super dark. Was Tom and dark Jerry movie. become friends and like help a girl escape from like an like abusive an e- family. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember. That <laughs> shit was crazy. Yeah, I remember. I went to see it with my mom, and we came home and escape from a dog like, my, pound. My dad. I remember my dad being like, "Well, did you like it?" 
And I was like, yeah, it was great. And he was like, well, Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs down. Oh. And I was like, well, I give it a thumbs up. No, no, Fuck no. Fuck you, dude. I used to love to argue. Siskel and Ebert were fucking assholes about no. shit. No. Well, they were assholes about cartoons. Like, they hated yeah. American Tale. They hated Tom and Jerry. They hated, like, any kind of, like, goofy, schlocky kid stuff. And I used to watch Siskel and Ebert all the time. And I, I pour 40s out for both of them almost every day. Uh... There has yeah. never, ever, ever been anyone to even like. No one's even come close to filling those fucking. If there was thumbs. anyone, if there was anyone who loved malt liquor, it was uh, Gene Siskel. All right, I, well, I, I like. So I those forties. Like, I remember I like when, when, when Siskel died. I remember I was thirteen, or no, sorry, I was ten when Siskel died, and I remember asking my dad, but he never. Or I remember telling my dad, very sad, he never got to see episode one. <laughs> <laughs> Because Siskel died sad. before he got sad. to see Phantom Menace. I'll just say this. I like Siskel and Ebert a little more than Leonard Malton, who I despise. What do you hate Leonard I know Malton? You have, I know you have an actual beef with Leonard Malton. Wait, you, you beef with that guy? He's the funniest person I, I have a beef with in the world. When I was, when I was 10 Malton. years old, I memorized his no, 1999 you know guide. No, no. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck his guide. I fucking hate him. He can fucking roast in hell. He's just some guy with a beard. He's a fucking lame, pathetic fuck who just likes then Disney why hate, movies. Then why hate him so much? What are you talking about? Like, did you read what? Peter guy? Travers is I way hackier than Leonard Malton. Well, Travers sucks I wanna, too, I want to know but... how many times Travers has like told his readers to buckle up. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get ready. You're in yeah. for a thrill ride. Yeah, Travers likes everything, doesn't he? But I'll tell you something about Malton. Malton is a fucking pathetic fuck. What? And I saw him at the Spirit Awards and he got a whole bag of chocolates and he took it home with him because he's a fat, lazy Ooh. asshole. Wait, 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 wait. If, I was, at, this if I was at the Spirit Awards... This afford a Leonard Malton beef. No, yes it can. Because guess but, but what? If I was his book spirit... went out of business because he sucks. His book didn't go out of business. He still has a book. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. They're not in print. You stop releasing the guys? He's not in print anymore. Jesus what are you Christ. celebrating this for? I hate him. Why do you? I still don't understand. He, he got chocolates and took them home. No. That's what I would do if someone I gave me. You want to eat them all at once? I saw, I, saw, I saw him one time with my dad, and my dad is a huge fan of him. I oh, okay. So, so this, this is, is like a complex. A, yeah, okay. okay. Here we go. Let's. We're getting somewhere oh, now. So then I told. Leonard Malton, I said, hey, my dad really thinks you're great for some reason. You said for some reason? Did you say for some reason? No, that was in my head. But I said, hey, you you should talk to my fucking dad because he's like into your shit. And so he was like, well, okay. And he was talking to somebody and he was like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, you're a fucking movie critic. Why don't you shove it up your ass? What? You didn't say that part either. You blew me off. Oh, so you got blown off by Leonard Malton. I got blown off by Leonard Malton. Well, I think that might say more about you than about no, Leonard Malton, honestly. No, he's a fat fucking dipshit. It's not that fat. He's uh, really not that I fat. I mean, dipshit is not, like, my favorite um, derogative term. I just say Leonard Malton, his reviews, look at his reviews. He gives all these fucking things in his movie book. He gave, like, aliens two stars or something. He did give Taxi Driver two stars, which is suspect. He but he's just, he's just a guy. Just, he's just, just a guy the, the most who normal has normal normal bad take. No, yeah. he's the normiest of the norm. Yeah, I hate so normies. Just there him. are like, way normies. 
You, you know, like, have you ever read, like, Anne Hornaday? Like, that's a normie he's critic. He's no Pauline Kale, okay? Pauline, Pauline Kale. Yeah, he's of the doy. Leonard Moulton is not fucking Pauline Kale. But he's got all these fucking know? books. I hate that. Why? Yeah. It's a good business model. You watch a shitload of movies. You write a sentence about anymore. each. Doesn't matter The internet. You don't need his fucking books. You're right. We don't need them anymore, but they were special. I memorized them as a kid, and I'm not going to yeah, apologize. I, 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 I was pretty not, into it. I like would rattle off. My cousin Vinny, guys. directed in 1991 by Jonathan Lynn, can, starring Ralph Macchio, Joe Pesci, Marishi. You don't need the book. Not back I'll in say, the day, baby. I'll tell you something about those books. All right, they're always outdated. There's always a new one. You always got to buy the next one. Jesus What's the Christ. point of having the old one? When you you got to get the next one the next year. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, it was you an keep interesting... this up, and I might actually let you have a Nazi on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Before there was the internet, people had to update printed materials. It's wild. I don't fucking get yeah, it. Wow. It's, we had to. Uh... It's a waste of paper. So this anime. So waste yeah. of paper. Which le- I'm sure Leonard Maltin would have a lot to say about I Sonic the Hedgehog. Scrape James your knuckles, Joyce catch should some tails. Should yeah. actually, we could probably it's not look James Joyce. Yeah. He wrote, <laughs> dude. Hey. I I can. I can only imagine, like, I uh, thank you for the mental image of Leonard Maltin watching this film, though, that we watched. Yeah, so, we need to force him to watch this. So anyway, fucking I, fucking, I don't know how we got on here. Yeah, but, we a deep tangent. Yeah, but, you know, so, yeah, this is, like, this is this trans transitionary period in, like, the Sonic thing where it's, like, he's not just this, like, fun little Harvey cartoon. Right, he's still like got the pot belly, yeah. but he's talking a lot. Yeah. And, and, and not like Jaleel White talking. Like, these voice actors are like, I... Whew. This was bad. This is just like, you hold your nose and do this, and suddenly I'm Sonic, and I'm Tails. Like, Tails just sounds like... I mean, Tails is brutal. And they, they literally just, like, explain what's happening. It's like, a plane will crash, and the dialogue is just like, a plane crashed! That's bad. And that's, like, that's, that's literally every line. the dialogue here. is... Just describing exactly. Yeah. And we see the first sort of bones of the creepy human hedgehog relationship. Yeah, there's like a mayor or a president and his daughter, and the daughter is like kind of like bone and robotnik. She's like kind of bone and robotnik. She has like a weird thing with robotnik. She does, you know, she's boning him, but she won't commit. She won't marry him. She doesn't want to put a ring on her. Which, you know, I guess, you know, Robotnik... I like, I like Robotnik's kind of romantic. Wait, I, I'm surprised, uh, you know what, that's... Speaking of dating and Sonic, you could call this episode, if you like him, then you should have put a ring on it. Oh, uh, hell that's yeah. That's a good... That's a good... Uh, I don't know if you... Did you do that on right. purpose? I don't know. No, I didn't, but... <laughs> there, are, there are many a ring in this world, yes. In the uh, Sonic world, you're right. But uh, one thing I, I think is uh, funny about Sonic, and I guess Mario, too, uh, like, both of these franchises, and one thing that's funny about this Sonic that we kind of find him in the middle like this is, like, uh, this whole anime is based on Robotnik making Metal Sonic. Right. All of Sonic's powers, and he's going to use Metal Sonic to destroy the world because Sonic's so powerful, or something. And Me- and like- Metal Sonic is very much like he was created for Sonic CD. He became he was then used in Sonic Two and Sonic Three. And he yeah. just kind of went away for a while. Yeah, but it, one thing I think that's funny about Metal Sonic, and again, like this and Mario, it's like just how completely like weirdly limited a lot of the iconography in both these series is where it's like instead of coming up with like a new species or character it's just like well it's uh it's metal sonic right you know and you get the same thing in mario obviously with like wario 
are now like the baby Mario characters. Th- those are all, like, have been around characters. forever. They, yeah, those characters have been around since Yoshi's Island. Yeah, yeah, Super Nintendo. But now they're like real characters and like they're the everywhere. Game yeah, so. yeah. And so. everyone gets a baby. There's like Baby Peach and Baby Daisy yeah. and Baby Luigi and Baby. Bo- yeah, everyone gets a baby now. Uh, with Sonic, though, yeah, in this OVA, this is the first and I think the only time we ever actually got a Metal Robotnik. Yeah, yeah. And that was weird. And this is, again, it's also actually weird to hear the words Robotnik said out loud in any Sonic cartoon, because after modern Sonic became the thing, Robotnik very much explicitly and exclusively became the Eggman. Yes. And and he was always Eggman in Japan and Robotnik in the States. Yeah, yeah. But come Sonic Adventure, he was Eggman, Eggman, and Eggman. I, I just Eggman. have a soft spot for the name Robotnik. Me I don't too. Know why. It yeah. sounds better. Right, because there's like a weird, like, there's almost like a kind of like post-Soviet flair to it, you know, where it's like, it feels like this weird end of the Cold War thing, you know, like it kind of harkens back to that a little bit. And Ivo like, Robotnik. Yeah. yeah it's, it's very mad scientist. Yeah. And I, I like that. Like the Eggman just doesn't quite, it, it because it's weird that he became the Eggman again when the series got, like, more serious, instead of, like, keeping Ivo Robotnik, which at least sounds like right. a real fucking name of a guy that might have a motivation. Yeah, the Sonic the know? Sonic game where, like, a human woman kisses him is also, like, a game where Silver the Hedgehog very dramatically screams at Eggman while Shadow the Hedgehog is prepping for his sequel where he has a gun uh <laughs> i'm not even really that aware of silver the hedgehog silver like, that's just, against silver's a sonic 2006 character that never really gained that much traction Jesus i mean Christ. he appeared now and then and he might be in sonic generations at some point i'm not sure i think i've Fuck seen the silver. he's got kind of like bigger hair big or yeah big yeah. spiky silver yeah like and he's from the future and after robotnik got the flames of destruction i mean god the cannon got so confusing and there's is so there many any follow of them. Through, like, is there any follow through from like, yeah, that one to like the one he's a werewolf, or are they all like standalone? Sonic Unleashed? Not really. Like the Sonic games don't really have much of a continuity. Uh, Sega has tried, and then they keep fucking up and rebooting. Like they right. just they can't get it right. And like the only consistent, the longest running Sonic continuity was the Archie comics. Yeah, and even like, that, I think at some point, I think around Adventure, they started like. There must have been some corporate mandate to bring those characters in. There, was, yeah. there have been a few reboots in the Archie Comics series before that they lost. I don't know who has Sonic now. It might be IDW. I, I think it probably... is. I think it. that sounds right, yeah. But, but Sonic, like, this is, even with their reboots, that was the longest consistent running Sonic universe. Longer than any of the Sega gen- I guess, I guess this, um, this new Sonic Mania game does tie in... But it is, I mean, since so much of it is, like, uh, involves, like, time travel and, like, replaying remixed levels from previous Sonic games, like, I, there truly just is no definitive yeah, I, canon. Yeah, I think you should just... There's no canon. It's own thing, yeah. yeah. I can't but, find a review of uh, Sonic the movie by Leonard Damn Bowman. it. Well, hey, uh, worth a shot. if you didn't hate him so much and diss him on the podcast, we could uh, have well, shown no, him I, this I, wonderful film. Now, hold long. on. Hold on a second. Hold on. I want to take it. I want to retract my statements. It was just a joke. I like you, Leonard. You're a great guy. Watch Sonic OVA. Please watch Sonic the OVA. And also, I just want to say to Leonard, please, you know, I, I, I'm not, I, I, I wasn't, I don't hate you, but I do have critiques, I suppose. But I did grow up reading some of your movie books. Critiques of his critiques. And I just want to say, 
How come critics can critique actors and directors, but actors and directors can't critique critics? Whoa, man. But uh, I mean, Noah Baumbach likes Leonard Maltin, so I do like Noah Baumbach. So. But the, this OVA, uh, one thing... Noah just, Baumbach you know, likes Leonard Maltin because Leonard Maltin likes Noah Baumbach. Yeah, like, you realize that, right? Works. Like yeah. Oh, yeah, Nobody probably. likes a critic who hates them. Like, if I was making a movie and Roger Ebert shit on it, I'd say, oh, well, fuck Ebert. Well, like, <laughs> if Gallo has a thing... Also, he's a ghost. A, I don't we get can't, it. We well, can't go Vincent, into Vincent Gallo. Yeah, Vincent like, Gallo had too a much thing of a with tangent. Roger Ebert, then I have a thing with Leonard Maltin. Yeah, well... We can't all get blowjobs from Chloe Sevigny and call it high art. So, anyway, I how do we? He might, I guess he's going to put the curse on us. How do we even next? get here? No, I, how do we I even like, get to the brown like bunny? Like Look, the thing, the thing about this OVA is, yes, it's silly, it's cartoony, it's Sonic. The humor is terrible. The dialogue is terrible. But there are some elements here that I like. And it does highlight this weird in-between space that Sonic inhabits. Yeah, like, I mean, it Like looks... the music, the look of it. It's like it's got this weird kind of like anime 90s cyberpunk. Thing, thing. But with these like little cartoon, yeah, I mean New York around. City's underwater, which yeah, is totally like out post, there. It's post-apocalyptic, which is like weird and cool for something like this. So it's like this wasn't like good. I would never call what we just watched good, but it's like it did have almost like it hit some buttons it for hit me. Some buttons. <laughs> just, yeah, like just like you know, and it's like there is a level again when I was like, I guess this came out here like probably like ninety eight, ninety nine. So I was like. T- maybe like 10 11 years old it's like it hit this right level of like oh it's these cartoon shows i like and like that's the only thing i've really grown up with but it goes a little bit darker without ever getting into anything like too dark and yeah scary i don't know what me, do you think's you know? darker though this or the saturday a.m cartoon in the archie series like those might be darker than i think the they OVA. are yeah and those were way earlier like those yeah, were 92 93 what i think yeah. was this still had like a breeziness to it that I think Sega, as they entered, like, by Sonic Adventure 2, they just didn't want any of that lightness. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. so much, I mean, the, the uh, did you, I don't know if you played Sonic Adventure 2, but it's, like, I deeply did, convoluted, yeah. like, military conspiracies yeah, and stuff yeah. like it's that. Like, it's, no, it's, like, it's almost, like, it's getting to, like, Hideo Kojima's, like, Sonic, right. you know? Like, yeah. I like mean, Shadow and Rouge the Bat with the triple Z cups. And yeah, Jesus. I mean, that's when, you know, if it wasn't a furry thing before that, like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I, I guess this... They started pant... I mean, like, Sega noticed the furries, yeah. and they embraced them eventually. Sega is also the only company that lets uh, so openly fans make games and f- like yeah. there's a huge online sonic fan gaming community yeah i, I used to go to a website like, nintendo shuts that shit down they like, shut it down really fast yeah. yeah sega allowed this website to la- go like there's it's been around for like 20 years like sonic fan game hq sfghq and like they have just been making like one of the first ever fan games I ever played was like in 1997 it was called sonic robo blast and then they yeah made, i've heard of that one they made yeah. another one called sonic robo blast 2 using the doom engine and they still update it like 15 16 maybe I mean, it might be 20 years old at this point it's absolutely the the insane amount of dedication from the sonic fan base despite everything that has happened to the franchise right like def- despite the fact consistent. that everyone agrees the games are uh, before sonic mania the games sonic have not mania been is good. dope yeah give, give christian whitehead give him control over sonic team just give him the fucking team and let him make sonic games forever for more if, if sonic games end up all being like sonic mania they'll be okay you know sega will be okay but uh i guess to get into the part of the show where we talk about would you show this to someone you're dating would you not uh and this is specifically about 
the uh, Sonic OVA. That the we OVA? Watched. Yeah. Uh, I would Versus say that. Would I show the Sonic OVA to my girlfriend? Eh, probably not. She wouldn't like yeah. it. Would I uh, make her watch me play Sonic Mania for three hours straight? Yeah, I do that. Yeah. So it's it's a you know it's it's a it's a difficult balance. Like I probably wouldn't be like, hey, uh, I'm on my for you know if I was a single dude. You know, I've been in a relationship for a year now, which is weird because I fully, fully remember being very single and very desperate for many, many years. Uh, and how going from shitty relationship to shitty relationship and like actually being in a stable, normal, healthy relationship for like what feels like the first time in my life is, is uh, like, sounds it, like hell. It's pretty great. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm not used to it, but I am used to it. I, I, I don't know. It feels old and new and it's complicated and. Uh, it just it feels like a weird like thing happened in my brain. Like, it doesn't and, like, sound like you need Sonic the Hedgehog to scrape your knuckles uh, well, and catch some tails in that. That sounds pretty good on its own. But I like my Sonic. I'm not giving that up. I'm going to play Sonic Mania all the time. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I, I the games are different, you know? No, like, but uh, even like, but the, like, I, you know, we watched that Sonic Mania Adventures animated series, like, uh, on YouTube. Like, that's dope. Like, if I, I would give me silent slapstick like mickey mouse sonic any day of the week like that's mm -hmm. i think that's the thing when we kind of get on this like i look and look and look and there's so many sonics now thing where there's just like there's not one fucking sonic anymore it's like there is a level like you're saying where there is a sonic i'd be comfortable showing right. someone i was dating and it is the sonic of like sonic mania you know, you get, I think they're coming out with a Genesis that's like the SNES classic oh, now. Cool. That's going to have the old games, like something like that, of course, that's my, you know? That's my Sonic. Yeah, where it's like this OVA Sonic, as much as like I might like the fucking cyberpunk anime backgrounds and like J-pop every once in a while on the score, it's like I get that it's not a good thing and i get that if i showed it to someone it would just take a lot of explaining i like, would i would show it on mute maybe like it looks cool yeah. like yeah yeah it wouldn't be the worst thing to have on in the background of but, a party or something but yeah the, the i think they should turn it all into a music video yeah that's what we're saying yeah. yeah but to me it's like uh yeah like even the comics even the stuff i was obsessed with as a kid it's like it would just take a little too much explaining I think where it's like, look, I was There's like, a whole I lot was, of explaining no matter yeah, what you do. I was like, it's like, look, I was six years old. I didn't know like what real movies were yet. Just like this was the best I had, you know? Right. And it's like, but the video games take no explaining. I think they're just, they're just classic he, and fun he, and bright. The thing, you know? though, like, I, I feel like I would be weirdly like more comfortable maybe showing a date the sat am cartoon mm -hmm. over the ova well you get one thing i like about the sat am cartoon that i think would get someone on board is remember the opening theme song that's it somehow sounds like a person parodying jack black before jack black was blue famous. streak speeds yeah. by sonic the hedgehog yeah, yeah it's, it's like he's doing it's like it's it sounds like a tenacious d, d song yeah, yeah. <laughs> like so like yeah that would be like cornier and more i haven't seen it in forever but i feel like that would be cornier and more fun and it just means more to me because it's like look this is like how i got into genre storytelling like like it or fucking not it's this fucking furry ass bullshit you know yeah like, but it ends up yeah it ends up being like weird like rodent game of thrones by the end it's yeah <laughs> yeah i mean uh you know this has you know i came into this maybe thinking i'd fucking shit talk it all a little bit more no, and, be, and rag no, on it but gonna embrace yeah you've you've uh, gotta go fast you've helped me accept uh that i have to go fast 
and that I will continue to go fast, and that I will dating, play... Good dating advice. I will play... Yeah, exactly. They love it when you go fast. Uh, <laughs> and go dating, as fast as possible, as long as it's with consent. Um, but, you know, I'll get I'll get on Sonic Mania. I feel like I, I, I feel more acceptance for myself as a an ex, and perhaps future, Sonic person. Oh, we'll bring uh, it. I'm happy that I can help spread the gospel and, and bring... You know what? It, it, it's sort of like... Uh, you know, it's sort of like uh, Protestantism or something. It's just so many different kinds. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And whichever one catches you, like, hey, at least you're in the flock at that point. But, uh, Kevin, uh... You, you, you doing okay over there? Yeah, Kevin, Kevin, you show, uh, what, what's what's your favorite Sonic? Which Sonic are you going to show all the ladies after this discussion? Going to show off those uh, sweet Sonic Velcro kicks? Aww. Well, uh, hey, if you want uh, Kevin to really impress the women in his life, send him, uh, you know, any adult-sized Sonic Velcro shoes you might have. Hey, if you have a Sonichu medallion, get it over to us ASAP. I'll, yes, those I'll, are collector's uh, items. I'll, I, slept, I slept through most of this one. Uh, Gina, please come back. Uh, we need someone to stay awake on... Uh, on third mic here. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Kevin, maybe. Do you like, think it was? Uh, do you think it was the vodka? Yeah, I think it was vodka. Maybe you shouldn't have drank the vodka. Oh yeah, maybe those two don't go <laughs> yeah, together. May, maybe those aren't like the fuel you need to be engaging but on I a don't, microphone. But I just, you know, the thing is, Dude, the, Kevin, Jonathan, you, I'm an would alcoholic. You agree that, I think. Jonathan, would you agree that I'm Kevin is not going fast right now? That He's going, no. I mean, alcohol is a depressant. Yeah, that is like Kevin, a, you are not embodying... You, you gotta open speed. one of those TV monitors, yeah. get yourself the fast boots, zip across the zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do not have 50 rings and 7 Chaos Emeralds no. right now by I, any I, means. I, 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 I would show the Sonic to the um, someone who liked it. But I don't really need to watch. I'll play the game. I like the games. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. The definitive take on Sonic the Hedgehog. Nothing more ever needs to be said. Unless, uh, Ken Penders, if you want to come on the show, yes. uh, we would love to explore the mythology of the Echidna race further with you. And uh, I'll pr- I, uh, I hope you... Uh, I had a lot of fun doing the show. I hope I can come back and we can actually find a real dating simulator to do. Yes, let's please do that. Let's uh, do that. Uh, anything you want to plug besides uh, Struggle Session, which, again, great show. You guys should uh, check them out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, um, it's good. I, that burp was not... Uh, no, no, no. I, I, no, I know. You just had to let it out. Uh, well, I got Struggle Last Session... On uh, that's on Patreon. I have another podcast that I've been hired to produce uh, for a client. It's called Indoctrination. It's about cults. It's fun. Um, launching yeah, it sounds fascinating. Yeah, we we have like an episode with um, Patricia Ryan, who's like dad uh, was this congressman Leo Ryan, who was like killed uh, by Jim Jones uh, in Guyana before oh, like the Kool Aid massacre. Then oh, we had another God. episode where we talked to uh, L. Ron Hubbard's great grandson. So Hell it's a lot of yeah. it's a lot of people like involved in cults or like. Is he not damn. into that shit? Yeah, I mean he hates it. Yeah, like Hell he, he yeah. hates his great grandpa. That sounds like a lot of things uh, I should actually know about instead of being like, yeah, where um, could I get a real death note? I don't know if you want to talk about horseshoe theory. Oh yeah, horseshoe that, theory yeah. is. Uh, I don't know if you have listeners in Chicago, but on June seventh, it'll be playing at the Chicago Underground Film Festival. That's a short film I directed last year, and I've been taking on the circuit. Uh, Kevin. Uh, Joel, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming. It was uh, good. Thank you for 
you know, I feel as empowered as Supersonic now that I've uh, I've accepted the Sonic fandom back into my life. I've accepted that was part of who I am, which that's really, you know, this podcast is very selfish Welcome. at the end of the day. You are. It's about it's about accepting everything from my past I found embarrassing and finding power in it. And thank you for uh, giving me that opportunity to, uh, you know, just give a shout out to my buddy Ken Penders once again. And I, I think this was, uh, yeah, this was good. You and know, if I, you, you know, I think you're, you both are going to spin dash your way through a wonderful lady's heart very, very soon. So just hang in there. Yeah, now I'm, if you'll excuse me, I need to uh, find a sign of Kevin to run past and flip around so it's my face instead of his. And with that, <laughs> good night. Brought to you by Tom's. <laughs>